Welcome to the Words and Nerds podcast for the NaNoWriMo series for 2020. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a bunch of wolves in the background. <laughs> I'm Danny V, and these wonderful people or wolves I have here with me, the best Nano team one could ask for, and they oh, yes. need no introduction, but I'm going to introduce them anyway. We have the wonderfully quirky and encouraging lady with the dragon eyes we've all come to love, Julianne Negrin. Yay! We love her! <laughs> we have our outlier and James Dean, rebel without a cause of the group, Tristan Banks. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> and we have our graph-making, tough love master and jokester, Adrian Jazz Hands Beck. <laughs> Jazz Hands? Did you just call him I a like tough it. love master? <laughs> I am a tough love master. Yes. He yells at you in caps lock until you write. I tried the same thing with Adrian today. I sent him a little, you know, virtual care package with like lollies and stuff. And then mm-hmm. I sent him messages and funny gifts and memes and caps locks. And I still don't know if my encouraging helped. So we'll find out. Mm, we will. You, you were very encouraging actually, Danny. Yeah, that was, that was really all your stuff that kept coming through was really good. It was a pity that it came through every 10 minutes though, because that probably some of my momentum that I just got up to in the seventh or eighth minute was sort of, you know, it took a dive, well, but you were called, very encouraging. It's I called airplane that. mode, Adrian, like turn it off. And can I say, you were the one who got me through all my, you know, two crises I had in one month. Jeez, I didn't know I had that many crises in a month. Um, you were the one who got me through that. So I thought I have to be the same friend and I have to get you through. But I, I think I failed. I don't know. I do appreciate, I do appreciate that. And uh, you, you, your crisis for us, particularly for Tristan, is like success. But anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a look at this graph, shall we? Let's see where we all ended up because this is the end of a wonderful journey and I want to see who has been successful. And who has, is the technical term, (laughs) bombed out? Well, we'll find out. Let's have a look. Okay. Everything's a success because even if you wrote 20,000 words, it's 20,000 more than you had last time. I I hate it when the people who have succeeded say stuff like that. It's like those kids at school who say they haven't studied for a test and then they're just at their geniuses and they get 100%. And you're like, you did study and you told me you didn't. So I, anyway. um, I told you how much I suffered this month. I've been really honest, you know. You have been honest, but you haven't been below the light blue tr- on track for 50k line the whole time. She's so just been, she's be just been a locomotive, a locomotive writer. It's been extraordinary. Okay, yeah. so here we go. So last time we checked in, roughly a week ago, Danny V was aiming for 50k and she was on 44,500. And then she said, you know what? I'm just going to put the old foot down and bang, 50,000 words with a couple of days to spare. If you don't mind. 50,003, <laughs> she dropped the mic and didn't write a single word more. No, I did do stuff after that, but I was so excited. I had to take a photo and tell you all. And then I had to, I was in a hotel lobby when I reached that amount and I wanted to sort of scream and I was like internally screaming because there were lots of people around. Do you always remember that moment? I do, I do. And it was just such a feeling of euphoria. And I couldn't share it with anyone because no one cared. And Mm. so I just took a photo, had to show you guys. And Adrian's like, you should just dance on the table because you're never going to see them again. But I refrained. I regret it now. 50,003. Round of applause. Amazing. Well done. Ladies and gentlemen. It's hard to clap on Zoom without it going (laughs) funny. But congratulations. That's awesome. We're going to get to the bottom of how that made you feel that you've reached this number very shortly. 
but we do need to look at these other numbers here. So uh, we're going to go to Julianne Negri. Now, Julianne was just dipping below. She had a good run the first half, you'll see there, Tristan. She was mainly above the line, apart from a couple of little dips. But she had a good run. Halfway through, she had a sag. And... Uh, but she, let's see how she went. Was she able to arrest the sag? Here we go, Julianne Negri. She was on 35,000 about 35, this time last week. 35,000 last week. This is a week ago. Less than six weeks ago. ago, she was on 35,000. There was no way she was getting to 50. And what happened? Whoa, 50,432 <laughs> in less than a week. Yep. What is that? Is that 15,000 in a week? Yep. Hang on, what That's is that? That is 15,000 in a week. I reckon yeah. you've been to the Kate Forsyth School of Writing. <laughs> she, like, does 15,000 a week or 15,000 a day or something. Julianne Negri, that's worth a round of applause. You're as well. amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. So and, and, you can and see, see, where, the it, end see where it crosses the graph and goes up. I was yeah. so pleased once I reached that graph line and finally yeah. got back on track that then I just was like, right, I'm just going now. I'm, I'm, I'm back on track. I know. But it's basically vertical. I mean, you got to like three days before the end and you just said, bang, like there's a day there. Do you know, how, there's a really a big day. There's a couple of big days actually, but there's a really big day, which mm. looks like it's about 7,000 words or something. How, how, what was your biggest day? Yeah, that was my biggest day. That was um, Saturday and um, I just kept getting brainwaves. It was just literally, oh my goodness, here's another scene. Oh my goodness, here's another scene. Like it just kept coming into my head and I just kept writing it out. It was fantastic. Julianne, was that the day you kept doing washing? <laughs> yes. And every time, every time I hung out the washing, I'd get another brainwave. Really? It didn't work when I swept the floor. Don't sweep the floor, just do the Don't washing. Don't sweep the floor. Maybe it's putting your arms in the air. Yeah. Do, do you remember in that, that te famous <laughs> TED Talk um, by the author of Eat, Pray, Love, and she talks about the idea Elizabeth that... Elizabeth Gilbert? There was, there was, yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert, and there she talks about that someone, some particular artist or something, says that, they're, um, that they feel it sort of rush, an idea rush through them like a train, and they're down there, like at the bottom of the garden, hanging out the washing or something like that, and they feel the train coming, and it's coming, and it's coming, and they've got to race up the stairs and get to the notepad before it rushes through them and it's gone. I, I reckon that. that feels like a great analogy. Mm, like yeah, that. and I've also heard her say that if you miss it, it's gone. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you've got to capture those kind of big idea moments. But yeah. I literally was like getting like absolute aha moments where I was going, really? oh, that crazy subplot, this is what it means and there's That's this amazing cool. scene now and then this will happen. And Yeah, it was exciting. That is fantastic. Well, they you say, though, that um, when your brain rests, like that's why you have really yeah. good ideas in the shower. Because mm. you, your brain, that's the time where your brain relaxes oh, and then I'm it gonna have to start having a shower. Yeah, you should. Just <laughs> once a week, maybe. <laughs> Give me some ideas. Walking, you know, just I get a lot of ideas when I'm walking the dog. That is fantastic. You have absolutely smashed it. You've come home with a rocket. Just yep. um, absolutely unbelievable. So well done. You've reached 50K as well. What a champion. <laughs> Two winners. And you guys were so modest about it too. It's not like you had put like flashy backgrounds <laughs> yeah. up or anything. It's not like you put backgrounds up for this Zoom call. No, you wouldn't have done that. Then last week I was on 38,566. Which was great. Fantastic. Because you did a big leap. 14,000 words you did in that week. Yeah. And then today I am on, as of right now, 49,002. <gasps> 
Okay. Can you get off the podcast? Get off. Well, can I get off the podcast? Do a thousand? I've got till midnight. Do a th- oh, this is, oh, okay. this is wasted word count okay. time. All right. If Okay, here's the deal, Mr. Beck. Mm. If you write a thousand words or 998 words by Before the time midnight. I no, by the time I edit the podcast or release the podcast, <laughs> I'll put a little, you know, amendment at the end and say Adrian actually made it to 50,000 words at 11:59 p.m. But you know what? You know what, Danny, let's not pressure him. I mean, what no, is no, pressure. <laughs> I mean, he's at 49,002, it's 8:24 p.m. There's no way he can write 998 See, words. Yeah. So Just let's not. I'm taking I'm you taking this one. as a failure on myself because, like I said, he was the one who encouraged me to push through, but I haven't been able to do the same for him, so I'm a bad friend. Yeah, that's not Adrian, true at all. Are you, are you in the middle of a scene here? No. The problem is, and we can get to our, what happened in our, last, uh, in our last week in a moment in more detail, but the problem I have is I've basically finished the book, hmm. and so now I'm going back fleshing out bits uh... and pieces and um, so that's taking a lot longer to um, gather words than it is when you're just smashing things out. You so can write 998 word acknowledgement to the three of us. That's right. Well, I am. I look. I am going to go hard. And as Danny says, by the time you're listening to this, I might have actually achieved my goal because I've got till midnight. So if Danny have. doesn't just keep telling all these jokes that she often does, and Tristan <laughs> tells us lots of rambling stories about his childhood, we might actually get through this. And I might get away and write that thousand words and I might actually win Nano. But as we speak, it's on a knife edge. The podcast will not be released until after midnight because I'm going to give AJB the very best chance to win. Danny V, can I just, an observation of mine is that you over the month, even though this is supposedly your podcast, you seem to have sort of abdicated the um, responsibility on, and passed on the responsibility to Adrian to host the podcast, and he's been struggling to get to the 50,000 <laughs> while you you passed it days ago, didn't you? Mm, I'm I mean, I so while, while he's hosting, I'm writing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that what's <laughs> happened? Is that where it's all gone wrong? <laughs> that was a genius move. Um, I, I love it. What can it I is say? interesting. We will get to our last legs in a sec, obviously, but it is interesting the um, the different ways of encouragement that came at me today to try and get me to that 50K mark. <laughs> I tried all I sorts some, of things. I had some awesome dragon eyes, et cetera, from uh, our great friend, Julianne Negri. I had, I reckon I had a message every five to 10 minutes from uh, Danny V, which That's was basically abuse in cat That's box. not true. And she was coming at me on Twitter. She was coming at me on Instagram and she was coming at me on Facebook. And... <laughs> And I'd just get sort of a run on, and I'd hear this ding, ding. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, it could be important. Oh, get no, to work. No. Oh, thank you. It's thank you, Danny. Okay. Not sorry. important back at all. To... It was, no, it was very, it was very, uh, I f- did feel like I had, you had my back. So I do appreciate that. But on the flip side, Tristan, <laughs> I reckon I got three messages today from Tristan saying, basically, give up. <laughs> Look. I just think you, you've achieved enough. There's no reason that all three of you should have to reach the 50,000 when I am so, so far away from doing so. Well, let's have a look at where you got. You were on about this time last week. You were on 24,137. You were, you'd just come back from an exotic holiday, so you didn't get many uh, done over that weekend, but you said you were going to go hard. You were going to go real hard. <laughs> and so... I've gotten slower You know how Julianne Negri, you were saying she's almost vertical. I'm almost horizontal. Now. <laughs> yeah, well, let's have a look. 24,000 up to... Up to 31,127. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I can't compliment you, Tristan, because if I do, you'll be like, oh, that's just like, you're just 
patronizing me. Oh, no, 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 I'll take it. I'll take oh, it. That is seven. That is seven thousand. That's a roughly. You know, if it's a day, a day, roughly a, 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 a thousand a day, basically. Well, it's actually more because you don't write on the weekend. So you've actually you have written more than you usually write. So I'm going to congratulate you and just thank take you. it. All right. So thank, thank you. you very much. You and, know, and, I, it, and I think it, you've got to go back to your intention, um, Tristan, which I think was to get to about that, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I think I know. I think I, I did have bigger dreams for myself. But, uh, <laughs> I haven't been realised. So, uh, but you know what? I think the one big thing that I'll, I've learnt is one: sign up and get your graph because yes. you get excited about your graph. You know, you got two. Don't write a second draft because, oh, as AB was saying, it's so much harder when you. Because yeah. you know what? It, a part of it is that. At the end of a second draft, you don't want to be reading a big steaming pile of doo-doo. You want to be not leaving too much of a hellish job for yourself. Um, whereas at the end, of, at the end of a first draft, it's fine. Like you've just gotten all. So I think next time, if I do this NaNoWriMo thing again, uh, I think I'll I'll go for a first draft mm, and from scratch and not do it with Adrian because if he beat me a second time, um, I don't think I could deal with that. I'm not running two podcast series episodes for Nano 2021. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quick recap, and we're going to get we're going to get to the detail of how we went for those last weeks and those that were successful, how they did it. So Danny V smashed it, and she was first amongst us all. It has to be said, fifty thousand words uh, a couple of days ago. Then Julianne Negri said, "You know what? Stuff you guys. I'm going for it, man." And she put her foot down and she smashed it out in about three days. She piled on about 10,000 or more words. And uh, then there was myself and I was struggling to the line and I still haven't got to the line, but by midnight, I'm hoping I will. Uh, but at the moment, I'm 49,000. And Tristan, Tristan has been pretty consistent. You look at that line, it's not too up and down. It's pretty much chugging away with Mr. Consistency, 31,000. I think that's, I think that, like I said, I usually write like a thousand, a thousand a day. I try, my dream is 2000 and I used to write 2000 a day, like 10 or 12 years ago. And then I just slowed down and I, I write a thousand a day pretty consistently. So, you know. They're probably better words. Well, possibly not, but, um, <laughs> but you know, some people write really fast and really clean from the beginning. I think yeah. there are people who do it's that. Like I think Fleur was saying that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and have you seen that, um, that clip that's going around Twitter of Muriel Spark talking about how she writes a novel? <laughs> yes, I it saw is that. hilarious. Oh, she says, I just, start, chapter yes, one. I, I just write my name, <laughs> I write the title, and then I write my name. Chapter and then one. I turn the page and I write the title again, and I write chapter one, and then I write on. <laughs> and I just keep going until it's finished, like simple. And yeah. then she just goes, I leave some space for revision. And then I give it to my typist and then I revise it one more time and then it's done. And she was like, and that's it. That's done. done. So easy. <laughs> it is easy. Speaking of easy though, Danny V, I did want to ask you, how did you go? I just want to get everyone's take on that last week. The last leg, it's all over. Well, not quite for me. I've got a couple of hours up my sleeve, but it's but basically it's all over. How did you feel in the last week, starting with Danny V, our victor? So I do this thing where I, you know, I really romanticise things and over-talk them and talk them up. So you will recall that I said, I'm having a night away on my own for a work <laughs> trip. Yes. I'm going to write the whole night. It's going to be amazing. Uh, well, a little setback. <laughs> um, my brain just did what my brain does occasionally and just went into panic, anxiety, meltdown at, you yeah. know in the night, which has rattled me for a few days, which is just my brain and I just deal with it. 
but there was no writing done, a lot of panicking done over nothing because sometimes there are no triggers. It just happens. Yeah. And so I just got through it, did a lot of meditation and not a lot of writing. So um, I just had to then put my big girl pants on, <laughs> move on and push through it and keep writing. So that was my week. It was splendid. Yeah. When you think meditation's better for you than writing, though, <laughs> writing drives you crazy, and meditation is only ever good, pretty much. Oh, you back. <laughs> so I look, yeah, but you I, were so far ahead, Danny. You were so far ahead that you could afford to take a few days to yourself. It was almost like my brain said, "You're going to melt down at yeah. the end, so smash it out in the beginning." My brain knows itself too well, <laughs> too well. So, what got you across the line in that last couple of days, though? Um, look, I I actually wanted. I wanted to achieve it for me, but I wanted to achieve it for the group as well. I did say I was going to finish something, which I never have. And, um, you know, honestly, it's had, it has a lot to do with you guys and it has a lot to do with um, this group and having to sort of hand in your homework each week. Mm. And, um, you know, I said from the beginning, I'm going to finish something. And because I said it, when I say something, like I said, I think I, I said before, I'm either in or I'm out. I don't do things halfway. So mm. I was like, okay. And it was a good it was actually really good for my anxiety because I had something to then channel it into once I was over yeah. the worst part of it, where I, you know, really bad. Um, just for the one night I pushed through it and went, okay, I'm going to channel all this weird energy now into the, into the page. And then I went away to Lura for the weekend, which was just this stunning, beautiful place. And um, I took some time for myself um, and finished it in the lobby. Great. I was just sitting there going, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe I did it. So is this the most you've ever written? Yeah, it is because I abandon everything at about thirty thousand words. <laughs> so, in all, just to be uh, in all honesty, just for a moment, what does it mean to you that you've actually hit this fifty k mark? A lot. It means a lot. Obviously, I love books. Yeah. Um, you know, I love talking to authors, as you well know, because that's why I started the podcast and I wanted to support the community and be part of the community. But I never thought I could do it or be as good as the people I've spoken to, including present company. And so, yeah, I don't want to get all sappy on you, but it means a lot to have done this. And it means a lot to have you guys here with me to do that too. I'm just going to go off and cry now. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that's, that's great to hear. That is great to hear. And we are glad that we, I'm sure everyone would agree that we're glad that we have, can contribute in some small way. But oh, mainly uh, it was all you, Danny B. Yeah, Danny was an inspiration to us. Like she overcame feeling unwell, like being sick. There was the migraine. What a weird month. Yeah, yeah you've had so much. I'm not, I'm not usually this high maintenance, okay? Usually I'm pretty, pretty okay, but this month was a weird month. Yeah. But, but, you know, knowing that you were doing so many words and writing and stuff, it was making me go, get over yourself. Stop mm. being so precious. It's just bloody, you know, like it kind of puts things into perspective a bit when you're in a group. Mm. You can sort of, um, yeah, get out of your own head a little bit and just compare things and just sort of make it a sort of normalise it a bit. It's just mm. words. It's just mm. a draft. It's just a book. You know, like you can just just get the story down and sort of stop being so precious. Yeah. Mm. So, Danny, you were my inspiration. You were the wind beneath my wings and I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a lot of crying tonight, guys. <laughs> if, you, if you ever want a, uh, like a kick up the backside when you don't have Danny V writing alongside you and checking in every week, who's the author of He Died with a Falafel in His Hand? Anyone know? Don Birmingham? 
Oh, Birmingham. Yeah, I think yeah. It is, yeah. He's got a book on writing and it's the biggest kind of kick up the butt of like, get over yourself, burn through the words. He sits down and churns out 10,000 a day and stuff. Mm. He's just like, it's extraordinary in terms of, of course, there are other um, considerations when writing other than just getting words down. But it's certainly one of those that if you feel like you're kind of meandering mm. and you're being too gentle mm. on yourself, it's one of those real kind of kicks mm. up the butt. So oh, maybe Danny B will have a book such as this. In and New I think the other thing is, you know, it's kind of a bit like um, long distance running, you know, where, you know, you sort of, you know, you have your rhythm. Okay, you always break down at 25K or, you know, 35, 30K, you know, and you can't go any further, but you've got to run that marathon. It's sort of like once you've done it once, like I haven't done it very often, Danny. Like I've got one book published. That was the first time I'd ever written anything of that length. Mm. So that was my first go at getting to 50,000 words plus. And then I've written like another draft of a book that got to 60,000 and then this. Do you know what I mean? That's it. Mm. That's just the only time I've ever written this many words too. So, mm. you know, it just, but the, I think you sort of get to know the rhythm of it, mm. you know, the the danger zone, the sag in the middle, you know, you get to sort of know the rhythm of it and kind of go with it and sort of trust it a little bit more. Now, Tristan, if I wrote a book about this month, it would say get pharyngitis, lose your voice, have a crisis of confidence, and then have an anxiety attack. (laughs) Now you're you're going to have to do that every time you write a book. God, no thanks. (laughs) Can I I just ask, have any of you, in terms of crises of confidence, have any of you at any point in the month gone, why am I writing this book? You know what I mean? I've got that other idea that it's amazing and it's more personal or it's more something. Have any of you, have any of you at any point in the month thought you, you know, what, what the hell am I doing with this idea? Yeah, I went off and started another book. You oh. said, I listened to the episodes. I had a very long drive to work today and I listened to three episodes and you actually said, I'll probably just abandon this book and write three others. And I thought, oh, my <laughs> God, she did do that. Uh, I've got like this secret project that I'm working on on the side. You know what? They're the best kind, I reckon. I want to develop a secret project um, just because I know that if I can leave that stewing back there for, you know, five or six years, it'll it'll come good. Um, But yeah, they're the best, the best kind, I reckon. When you don't tell anyone, Mm. you're only doing it for yourself. And the only thing that kind of gets you out of bed in the morning is that, is that that book. And it's all for all the right reasons, not just for a deadline. Yeah. Yeah, I've never told anybody what it's about. What's it about? You're telling you. Give us an elevator pitch. I was just testing you. Good work. Hey, Julianne, what about you for the last week? You, you know, the washing helped apparently, but was it all about the washing? Was it all about the inspiration that actually got you across the line or did something click inside your brain and you said, you know what, I want to get to this 50K. I don't want to let it flitter away. Yeah, there was a bit, there was a bit around 30K where I thought I just haven't got enough of this story. I don't know it enough. Mm. And I went back and I started writing out who the characters are and trying to get to know them a bit more. And then once I sort of had a better idea of who the characters were, I started placing them in situations. So my book is set on a summer holiday. And so I thought, okay, what if it rains on this week at the beach? You know, what do you do when it rains when you're on a family holiday? Oh, the board games come out, you know, or you go you go to the movies or, you know, and I just started putting them in these other situations. I kept sort of just throwing situations at them and then seeing what unfolded. Mm -hmm. And what actually happened was this whole subplot, you know, I love my subplot, (laughs) this really good subplot sort of unfolded and then connected with another one Mm. where I just went, ah, 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 okay, that's got to happen and that's got to happen and that's got to happen. And 
once I had that, I just kind of, it just all went on a roll. Right. So it was all about the, the story for you. It wasn't about competitiveness. It wasn't about uh, Danny's uh, caps locks uh, and yelling at you or anything like that. It was oh, that just, helped. That, that helped. helped a lot. But it was more about the inspiration. I wouldn't have done it without you guys. I would have given up. Really? Oh, yeah. We, sure. At what point? I would have given up weeks ago. Like I've tried Nano twice before and I've always given up at around 20,000, 15,000. The danger zone. Well, yeah. you're three times more likely to succeed with buddies. Yeah, like I've never had a buddy. And um, the first time I did NaNoWriMo, just to sort of tell my family I had to go and do some writing because I thought mm. they'd understand a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was with the book that I've had published. And so I did it, but I only wrote 15,000 words. And then the second time I did it, I gave up after like 10,000 or something. And then mm. this is the first time I've actually made it. Cool. Well done. That's awesome. So good. I couldn't so have done good. it without you guys. I wouldn't have done no. it. Well, I love it. Could have done it without Tristan. Hey, oh, speaking good. of Tristan, um, <laughs> Tristan, you uh, in the in the fourth week yourself, you set yourself slightly different goals. How, you know, how do you how have you gone in this fourth week? Have you sort of lived up to your own expectations, or did you? Has it sort of played out as you expected? It's been one of those weeks where there are have been other deadlines, like this Ginger Meg's book it's that going to great next mm. monday or something and so we've had all these you know last minute bits and copy edits and you know been getting typeset pages to to proof and stuff like that so that that's been a bit tricky and then there was a video thing i had to do last week you know thursday anyway we all have things you some of you have full-time jobs so we all have uh things that are on but it was just one of those weeks where a few of those things collided but mm. Look, all I'm just trying to do is just make it um, more, more personal. I think that's what I'm really trying to do this week. When I feel a story get away from me, when I feel like I'm putting in the time, but it's not, I'm not connected to it in any way. Um, sometimes I come up with an idea that's very personal from the beginning and I have to flesh it out with fiction. Other times I come up with a fictional idea and I have to, and my job is to drill down further and further into it with each draft and try to make it personal so that it, you know, resonates with me and, you know, hopefully other people. Mm. So that's what I've been doing. Just trying to, with every chapter, if it doesn't feel personal, if it doesn't feel honest, just trying to bring in something for my own life in order to kind of, um, you know, uh, sandbag, it or, or kind of build it up or, you know, put another brick in the wall. And Tristan, Ooh, I don't think enough people point. talk about that process of writing. People always talk about the technical parts of writing, you know, clean writing and editing and this and that, but not enough people talk about putting that personal, that heart and soul on the page. But I think it actually matters and maybe matters more than the technical stuff sometimes. I, I was just thinking yeah, the exact same thing. I was just thinking I've never heard anyone talk about that, but that is so true. Mm. Yeah, I think morning pages help a lot. With that, you know, waking up half asleep and sort of, you know, just rambling to yourself and my story is about and why the hell am I writing this thing? It's stupid and, you know, I've got all this action but I don't feel any of it and it's not resonating with me. And and then you sort of write your way out of that and by the end of the three pages or something, you sort of start to find some connection because you remember something that happened in your life that's kind of a bit like that. Mm. And then and then I feel like I, I, then it starts to hum a bit for me. Mm. So that's where you're at at the moment. Uh, yes, just trying to just trying to build, and that's why I'm slow too. You know, that sort of stuff isn't doesn't come quickly. But I'm sort of I'll have a quick day, and then I'll have a slow day where I really need to try to make this thing because I know that if I just keep on churning out the words mm. uh, on a second draft, I know that it's yeah, I'm just going to come back and reread it and still think it stinks. 
Yeah, and and it almost just gives yourself more work to do later. I think so. I think so. Um, so it's second draft's weird because you 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 haven't written at all, or you've thrown a whole bunch out. So there are big gaps that need to be filled, which you can kind of write fast because they're because they're first drafts, mm. and then the second draft stuff where you really need to kind of drill down into it. And then, as AB was saying, that takes a little longer. Speaking of AB, uh, how's your fourth week been, mate? Uh, it's been okay, but it's just a word count because I've I've had my. I, I um, have had my eye on the word count and I've had my eye on Julianne and Danny and I was just trying to, you know, stay near them. I don't have my own Tristan that much. And um, I just wanted to stay near them and then they just smashed it in the last few days. They just said, right, time to finish it off. Let's hit the 50 and let's hit the showers, you know, and they were done. Um, and here I was just eking out in existence um, because I reckon I pretty much, you know, there's probably one or two scenes which, um, which I'll need for a first draft, but I pretty much finished this uh, a week ago or less just under a week ago, five days ago, maybe. Um, and so now I'm like, well, I don't want to write a random scene for no point. I sort yeah. of paste it because I know that I think if I get to around, this is how I approach it and everyone's different. I get to around 35, 40,000. Then I know I've got like, 10, 15,000 of fleshing out to do to make it, you know, so that people know which room they're in or which mm, character. Yeah, I know. I'm like that. that. I never, I never describe how people get across the room. And That's stuff right. Like that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all that stuff beefs it up to the word count and makes it actually readable for other people. So, I mean, I'm the same when I'm, when I'm writing stuff like the direct duels, they're about 25,000. My first draft for them is always going to be about 16, 17,000. Then I'll go back and make it make sense. Then I've got a proper first draft. So that mm. probably a zero draft I'm talking about. So I got to that point probably about week three, just after week three. And so now I'm back. Which is great, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It is. (laughs) But now I'm going to go back and and put in all those fiddly bits. And I've just, and I never realised this. I didn't realise this until now that that stuff does not boost your word count as quickly Mm. as just sitting there smashing out new Mm. scenes. Have you put, have you put the title in and then your name? (laughs) (laughs) I did that about a hundred times. That was, that was the Just checking, just checking. My last week has been fine. It's just that um, it's been slow in terms of building word count. And um, I probably should have, if I'd known that, then I would have tried to get to that end of that first draft a little earlier. Earlier. Yeah. And then I could come back and spend like a week and a half tinkering. Um, So this is what we've learned about reaching the 50k in the month is yes. that there are tricks to nano. Oh, yes. Aren't there? There are. Start hard, I reckon. Like yeah. smash it the first week because who knows what will happen. That, mm. I think that, that is actually brilliant advice <laughs> because <laughs> you smashed it and then you just, you've got that confidence that you can take with you for the whole rest of the month if you're no, sitting above no, that line. No, there was no confidence. It was just, <laughs> I just know what I'm like. I know what my brain's like. I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm going to smash them out and how correct I was. <laughs> but Danny, can I ask you something? If you had have had, like I had a bad start. I had um, the first four days I had the girls home. I was, um, I was running around with a family and I really had, a, I, I didn't get off on the right foot. If you had have had a bad start, I know you smashed it, but if you had have had a bad start, how would that have affected the rest of your month or would you have been able to pull it back? I don't know. Uh, because I got sick and I hadn't been sick in ages and then I had the bloody, you know, anxiety attack. I, I don't know. Like I would have really, really tried and really pushed it, but I don't know. I'm sort of glad I came out early because I, the, the rest of the month was a very weird, hard month for me. So I'm, can, I'm can, can I tell you something pretty funny? Like, so I... There was a job I was going to apply for and applications closed on Sunday at midnight. 
Mm. So part of my impetus to finish writing Nano was to get that out of the way and then I was going to turn my mind to this job application. Yeah. And when I went to go in and do the job application, they closed them early because they got so many applications. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Adrian, I need to ask no. you, did you have your pudding? No. I, 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 no, I had one. I had one. Because How today, puddings, today you, puddings are there? you had a post two. that said this is your 50,000 reward, so I just wondered if you were waiting till midnight to have it. Nice. Yeah, well, I might be. Uh, I might be, but uh, mm -hmm. no, I just, um, I had one earlier in the week, which uh, was very delicious once uh, I knocked <laughs> off a few words, and then I said I'm going to save the second one. Mate, just um, eat it now. Don't see. worry about the 50,000. How, <laughs> how wicked and imbalanced is that going to be? If there are three of us who have gotten there and one who hasn't. That's just weird. Whereas now we've got gender, you know, we've got... Yeah, we've, it's, it's we've balanced. Got, we've got, and currently, if we're on, just for audio purposes, we're, to explain, we're on, we're on a Zoom. So we've got two people on one half of the screen who haven't made it, who have failed, and then two on the other who have. You know, there are so many reasons not to. I haven't failed yet. <laughs> but, but can I just say, Adrian, at the start of this, at the start of this, you were going, I don't think I can write this book. I put a lot of pressure, like, like talking about the, the problems with um, the, the uh, what, what was the term you used? The uh, pitfalls or, or whatever with Nano. That I put a lot of pressure on myself at the start because I thought I'm going to use Nano to write the book I always wanted to write. Mm. Well, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I listened to the episodes this morning, Adrian, and you were like, I'm going to go hard and I'm just going to do it. So, mate, four hours to go. You've got to do it, old mate. Mm. I'm usually pretty good with word count too. I'm, I can usually, I can usually, uh, yeah, really put my foot down and go for it. So, but I have only been writing uh, late at night because I've had a few other projects that I've been working on during the day. And, and as Tristan said, we've all got other things going on and I, I get that. Um, but um, yeah, it just, uh, I, I just think that I put a lot of, I wanted it to be perfect from the word go. And then that, that stuff that it's that played stupid. with my mind, and yeah, so then it's stupid. Yeah, Say then, what you think, Julianne. Yeah, then Julianne, as she's saying right now, she told me <laughs> I was stupid a little earlier in the in the process, and then so the second and third week, and I just three times just then, just, yeah, <laughs> just in case you weren't sure. And Tristan nodded quite a bit too. So. <laughs> Uh, and then, then I just, um, yeah, I just took the um, pressure off myself and I just banged it out basically. Um, and you, and still you know what? I don't think it changed. I don't think it really changed the content all that much. It's just that um, you sort of can paralyze yourself a little bit if you sit there wanting it to be, you know, your next award-winning opus. Then um, how are you ever going to write a single sentence? So mm -hmm. yeah, it was good. It was great advice, Julianne. So that's what I would say. The two things I picked up from you two is go hard early so that you. I, I feel like you'd have some momentum then. And the second thing is, you know, don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself for it to be, you know, a masterpiece because you just want to get that first draft out. I just want to ask a question which no one may have the answer to, but the three of us here are morning writers. Sometimes I write late at night because I'm either early morning or late at night, but I know Julianne and Tristan go early and Adrian, you're a 11 PM to midnight writer. Do you think your brain operates in a different way in those hours than say if you wrote at lunchtime? Yep. Lunchtime's a dead zone for me. <laughs> Lunchtime, like if I try to write at one o'clock or something like that or any time after about 
you know, if, if it's like one, two, three, once I get, once I get over that hump and it gets to about four o'clock, four thirty, I can probably do a few more, but then this time of night too, I'm, I'm in all sorts of trouble. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't ride at night at all, but AB, aren't you like, um, don't you only sleep two hours a night or something? <laughs> I don't, I, I, well, I probably, probably about four or five hours. That's right. right. That's yeah. amazing. No wonder you're such a high achiever. <laughs> but um, no, look, uh, the thing is if I, for many years, if I didn't write at night, I wouldn't be writing at all. So it's just like, well, do you want to do it mate? Or do mm. you just want to talk about it? So um, I did, I, I've just trained myself to do it at night. So as I said, I've got a couple of other projects that I'm writing during the day, which are, you know, um, actual contracted stuff. So I kind of have to do that stuff. So I thought I'd do this as my passion project behind the scenes. And that's why I've been doing it at night. So I've actually changed, uh, changed it up a bit and I'm doing, um, writing through the day and at night at the moment, but uh, I am used to writing at night. It doesn't feel strange for me. Mm. Yeah, um, I must admit, I'm I'm hopeless in the evenings, and I don't know, like it's just my biorhythm. I think it's just always been my biorhythm, and I think you're right. I think kids do sort of train you in different ways. I really like that. I really like the start of the day. There's something about a fresh day where I just go. I, I just know that I'm going to be write better things early the next morning than struggling to do it at night. Mm-hmm. And I'm as not- for lunchtime, I used to be part of a lunchtime writing um, group <laughs> at work when we were allowed to be at work and we wrote at lunchtime every Thursday and mm. it was Write Club and you weren't allowed to talk, so I really hated it. <laughs> and um, we used to sit there and, and, and I used to think always, why am I doing this? This is really bad. I'm not going to get anything out of this. But going back through that notebook, I often had just like a paragraph or a sentence that was really like that I would keep. So sometimes when forcing yourself to write when it doesn't feel like your rhythm, can, you can still get something out of it. Absolutely. And I, I sometimes think to myself, like, because there was a few moments where I was just trying to catch you guys. And so I, I had like a spare 20 minutes, which you think to yourself, well, how much can I get done in 20 minutes? But I mean, then you think to yourself sometimes, well, those, the, the people in the mines, they probably sometimes think to themselves, you know what, I really don't want to go down there and have a bit of a dig today. <laughs> I'd rather just sit around and check Twitter and check Facebook, you know, and uh, just send out a few tweets to a few mates of mine. But um they don't really have a choice. So if it is your job, you know, I think sometimes you, yeah, you, as as we've all said at one point this evening, you got to get over yourself and just do it. When you said to like 20 minutes, you just write, that's actually one of the things I've been doing as well. So if I have like a time in the car or something, when I'm not driving, obviously, when I'm the passenger and we went up to Lura, um, I just like, I just cracked out the words on my phone and I got there and I was like, I wonder how many I wrote. And, you know, we predicted, I was like, oh, maybe 400. And then I put it to my um, computer and it was like 1,800 words. Wow. On a trip to Lura. So, great. like, that's what I've been doing, just using these pockets of time, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a car trip when I'm a passenger, just to crack out some words, I think. Mm. So but, but mentally, do you think, do you know where in the story you are? Yeah, because I always, when I finish, I either, I leave like a two dot points or something yeah. about what I'm, where I'm going to go next. Because if it was yeah. a blank, I'd just sit there staring. I'd just go on Twitter, really. But if I've got those dot points, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll do this. Which, yeah. which is what Holden said, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I do have a question. I, I did listen to the episodes this morning, so I had a four-hour round-trip drive. Um, so I listened to what you wanted to achieve and what your story sounded like from the Mm. beginning. And so I want to know if they've changed and Tristan, I want to ask you (laughs) your description 
from my memory this morning was mother was a police officer. Father was a bad dude who owed millions of dollars and the son was sort of caught in the middle. And so has this story (laughs) evolved, uh, changed in any way or has it remained pretty much the same? Um, It's no, it's, it's stayed on track. I mean, dad's, Dad does, dad does things that are not considered legal, but he's not a bad dad. <laughs> I think he's the first nice dad that I've written. Um, I don't, yeah. So, uh, but he, yeah, look, no, I, look, I've, I've stayed, I've stayed pretty close and I, and I think I've more trimmed and refined and I've got one particular big thread that has now, that has now been bedded in that'll sort of, you know, the episode that'll change everything kind of thing. It'll, uh, it'll really change the story dramatically, but it still sort of follows the same path. And it's been more about refining and molding and keeping and cracking the back of it and scraping away all the bits that, that were kind of, mm. um, you know, additional to needs kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. So no, it's been, it's been pretty good that way. Adrian, from my memory this morning, you were talking about um, a creature that some mm-hmm. kids come across and you were thinking about like stranger things sort of setting, like a bush setting, like a, mm-hmm. was that right? Like foresty. Yep. And um, you had your touchstone as ET and then I kept sending ET gifts and you very kindly said, not ET. <laughs> <laughs> so how has your story evolved? From uh, it has, because this was something that I've been thinking about for a while, it hasn't actually evolved all that much. Um, it's still pretty much inspired by all those things. It's probably like ET meets gremlins really. Um, and it's, yeah, it's still about a kid who hears a commotion in the backyard and um, discovers a magical creature. What I needed to get uh, so, uh, sort of sort out was what the MacGuffin is, what, what what we're actually trying what the plot was apart from you know um bonding with the with the creature and also the kid that the lead characters had a falling out with his best mate and therefore some of his other friends in the street and um so they all sort of have to come together to help this creature but i just had to work out what the mythology was a little bit because i was i was running at it without putting any thought behind that at all so that's probably refined it a bit to use tristan's word it's definitely uh, refined the idea a little bit but um it stayed very much true to that original idea and it is definitely it's set along this one street with kids um and they like to play in the little nature reserve the bush on the end of the street and so there's um a lot of action scenes that happen around there and there's just a little bit of a little touch it's not like full-on magic there's a touch of magic to it um and it's all set on christmas eve so it's like a christmas book um, it hasn't changed that much in short what about you danny you you were going to do an amazing crime novel which you have ma- smashed out 50 words fifty thousand words or so far. um and the title too. what's the title again oh i changed the title because otherwise i'm going to spend 14 days just on the title yeah and so i thought no nah. so that i could let that go but i've actually changed the title to the lucky ones Um, And as you can imagine, being a psychological thriller, they're not really that lucky. Um, (laughs) Has it changed much though? Because it was going to be a why done it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It still is a why and how done it, although you kind of can't help with a crime fiction to have a bit of who done it in the end. Mm. Um, Still set in a sleepy village um, that looks idyllic, but of course is not because it's a psychological thriller and otherwise it wouldn't be a psychological thriller. Um, the main change for me was I had one protagonist, Veronica, who sort of her husband and her had to escape where they lived because of some unsavoury things they did. Um, so I ended up adding another protagonist. So there's now two perspectives, um, one from the person who was actually a really quiet character 
in the book when, you know, I introduced her and then I went, oh, wait, she's got this whole other story. So it turned, that's, I think, where I got my words from <laughs> because I was like, oh, there's a are whole they, other character here. Are both perspectives first person? Yeah. Oh, I, I love books that change perspectives. I love it because I love it when you're really invested in a character and then it changes to another perspective and you go, oh, no, I don't want to get lose that person. And then you get really invested in that one. You go, oh, no, I don't want to lose that person. And then, like, I love that. Yeah, and I've just tried, I've, they just became out really differently. So I think that was the main change for me, but mainly everything because I wrote the ending first and um, it's still a how and why I've done it. So, yeah, not much changed except for the um, added perspective, which I think added another dimension to it. Mm. Wow. Uh, Julianne. Yes. Let me remember. <laughs> set on a beach as well. You had a girl named um, Freya, Fanula. but now no, Fanula. Freya. Freya, now Fanula. Changed. Yes, yeah, she, she annoyed me when she was Freya. <laughs> She was living with her father or staying with her father who she didn't get along with very well. And there was another sort of new wife with another child. My memory's amazing. Yep. Yep. Um, and there was a bit of conflict going on there. So yep. how, how has that evolved? Well, Freya became Fanula, which was great because she's now called Finn. And she's got a secret now, a secret. Um, and so, yes, she's staying with her father who she doesn't know. He's come back into her life and wants to get to know her. So she doesn't know him at all. And so she's gone on this beach holiday with him. She can't swim. So that's one thing. But ever since her 11th birthday, her feet have become uh, webbed. And so mm. she's trying to hide her feet. So she's wearing socks every day on the beach, which is a bit difficult. Right. And um, Tristan has webbed feet. Do you? Can I see them? Um, no. So I, also wear, I also wear socks on the beach. Do you? Yeah. No. Uh, is your name Fanula? No. Um, <laughs> and so so that that's all stayed. Um, I, I did originally think that it was about sort of fears for the future and pollution and things like that. Um, that's still there but not as prominent. I've got rid of the subplot about fairies. I don't know why I had fairies. Mm. Um, and now it's um, there's magic. Mine, mine too is set at Christmas. It's well, it's midsummer. There's magic at midsummer. Oh yeah. Um, and there's an ancient tale about a shipwreck that is connecting to a current mystery about a missing scientist and mm. something about uh, Fanula getting out of her comfort zone and confronting some truths about herself might solve both mysteries. Oh. So it's kind of all came together when I was hanging out the washing on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, it sounds great. They all sound great. Yeah. They do. We should try to get a thread running through where the town, like it sounds like your sort of Goonies town, AB, feels mm. like the beach house could be in the Goonies town. <laughs> Let's do a map. And then Freya's walking <laughs> along the beach and then my Fanula. dad comes and steals everything from oh you. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Crossover. It yep. could be like a spin-off series. That's it. So great. This is a really <laughs> twisted little beach village with lots of crazy people. And, a yeah. it's and be Christmas like... magic and a bit of Christmas magic. Yeah. It's going to be like Cabot Cove in Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is amazing, you guys. Too much. Well, the big question now is like where to now, people? Like we've done the 50K or the 30K or, you know, reach those sort of goals. 49K. Yeah. 49k at 11.59 we're gonna call it 50,000 i'm waiting for that message mm -hmm. um so where to now like what do we what's happening now with this beautiful thing we've created tristan mm. 
I still have a, a self-appointed nine days mm. bonus time. Mm. How is that? Just having bonus fries and mm. you, you're just because just you decided you could. Mm. Um, so I've, I have until next Wednesday at about, you know, 3 p.m. or something. Of course you do. Yeah. Kristen's going to do a podcast on his own. Going, hey. <laughs> yeah. I will. I'm just going to I'm just going to get the microphone and the amplifier and put it out in the hall like I used to do when I was a kid and have my own little radio station in here and say okay so it looks like he's mate. Uh, yeah, so that's my that's my plan. I'm I've self-appointed 9 days extra. I have to write 20,000 words in those 9 days which we've already worked out is not possible for me to do. I'm going to uh, check in with you. You know that. Okay. Okay, but if I get to, you know, I'm pretty, maybe I'm too kind to myself, you know, I, I'm too relaxed, like I'm not bothered at all that I didn't get to 50k, I would prefer <laughs> that Adrian didn't, that's my main thing, I would prefer I'm picking that up. But I'm fine about, about not making it myself, but, um, and I'm I fine don't know. If has, I it don't make it. has it got something to do with where you live? I'm not surprised that you're a bit relaxed, jeez. I need to, I need to arc up a bit, I reckon. I need to try and be a little harder on myself. Yeah. I'm going to express post you some of my anxiety, so yes. have it. Thank you. But is it, is, but to, to Danny's point though, is this well, that you're working on, Tristan, is this book you're working on, is that, it's not a contracted book yet, is it or is it? Um, it's, it's not actually. I mean, I, I do have a contracted book that I probably should be writing. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm not. <laughs> But it doesn't have a deadline. I've sort of, I think, I think I have a very kind publisher in Zoe Walton at Penguin Random House, and she knows I'm a little bit cagey about things and deadlines. And I don't, as soon as I have a really tight deadline, I really, that's the thing that stops me from writing. I really need that bit of freedom. So, you know, so yeah, there's a bit of, there's a bit of space there. But it is exciting writing the thing that isn't contracted somehow. Mm all of us are in that same boat so it would be so interesting in a year from now to go well what happened to what these happened with uncontracted books? stories mm. they're, all, they're all just dead in the water and we're right <laughs> the next one that's <laughs> going to be exciting to have that no i reckon they'll all i think once we bring them together into one two hundred thousand word book <laughs> it's going to be amazing i mean how can they refuse co-written by tristan banks julian negri adrian Bain? who's going to say no to that who would edit that <laughs> what about you, uh, Julianne? What are you going to do with yours? Well, I haven't got to the end yet. I haven't got to the end of the story. Mm. So I, I still have to just keep going. And then so, you'll you know, try I'm and get to, it out there? Yeah, I'm going to fill in the gaps and then I'm just going to do a second draft and get rid of all the fairy stuff and tidy it up and, you know, just tighten it up and then see what I can do with it. Mm. But I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's something... Something, yeah, it's it's got something now. Now that I've connected those mysteries and I've I like it. Danny V. Forty thousand to go, mate. Forty thousand to go. <laughs> Forty thousand. I knew that from the start, so it's all right, it's all gonna happen. So what I've done is when I got to the fifty, I was gonna go to sixty. Remember last week I was like really confident going, I'm just gonna go to sixty. I'm such an idiot. Didn't even get close. Um, so what I did was instead, you know, when I was at my beautiful Lura sanctuary, I um, then put all of my Word document into Scrivener because I'd sort of written, I don't know, 20,000 and then decided I wanted a, new, wanted a new perspective and obviously that perspective has got to go, you know, cut in between the other perspective. So I chucked it all in Scrivener and my job this week is to um, restructure it and then fatten it up. Mm. Mm. Okay. I was going to ask about about Scrivener, Scrivener. I, I, yeah, that sounds good. I'm mm. thinking of thinking of getting that for Christmas. Mm. 
It's good. And you get, I think you get like 30 days free use and it's 30 days of actual use rather than that thing where you use it once, don't mm-hmm. use it for the month and then the trial's over. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty cheap anyway. And it's, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a good app for writing a book. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. What about you, AB? What's your, uh, what's your, what's next for you, mate? Uh, I'm just going to continue um, fleshing it out. So it makes sense. I'll do that over the next few weeks. Then I'll put it down over Christmas and I'll come back to it uh, early next year and um, I'll probably do a second draft. And at that point, uh, then I'll just work out what I'm going to do with it then, whether I'm going to send it anywhere or whether I'm just going to say, you know what, that was a fun experiment. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm feeling pretty I'm feeling better about it than I thought I would feel about it. So um, I'm feeling good at the moment. So we'll see. Mm, that's good. I actually have third, fourth, fifth and sixth drafts um, mapped in the calendar out through till October next year. <laughs> that's what I'm, this is what I'm writing for the next you know, year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't have the patience for that. I, I'd like to get, I, I usually get to about two or three drafts and then I like to have someone else look at it for feedback before I, um, yeah, I, I don't, I just don't, I don't want to keep going over and over and over on it. I, I just don't, it's, I'm just not wired like that. But isn't it frustrating? Don't you find it frustrating when somebody else sort of starts weighing in on your story and you're like, yeah, I know I could have fixed that bit up. And, or they start (laughs) telling you stuff that you sort of knew was wrong with it, but you could have done it yourself. I, I I like to kind of get it as, as tight as I possibly can before Mm. I give it to someone else Mm. and and have them read it. What a journey it's been. Um, Who's going to do it again? Yeah. I mean, for sure. I'm in and I need some buddies. So I'm 50, 50 at best. This was your idea, dude. I would on a first draft. Yeah. You know, I I would on a first draft that I've planned out already and know what it's about. Yeah, you got to do the prep. We did no prep. None of us did any prep. I have found that interesting. I have found that sort of writing with no safety net, I don't know what's going to come out here. Mm. I have found that interesting. It sort of gives you some insight into your crazy subconscious and you go, wow, you're really weird. But, you know, like it's been good. <laughs> I don't yeah. want anyone else to read it, but it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy to, to go on the journey with you guys. And it'd be great to do it, to do a check-in in a year's time, see where these projects are at mm. um, and, uh, you know, and also again. Potentially, potentially go again. Yeah. I, th- I feel like that's been a fun part of it, watching other people connect in and on Twitter and all the, okay. the socials and stuff way into the conversation and say, hey, I'm here. And, and for them to know that there's this thing where, yeah. you know, Adrian and Danny have said every week we're going to be checking in, we're actually doing this thing, we're doing it as a group, we're going to cheer each other on. I reckon that's been the thing that I've probably enjoyed most. And you know what as well, I always bang on about this, about being vulnerable and honest. And I think people have appreciated that because you know i've just been really honest about my weird month and you know it's just it's life you know it's it's life it's what happens in our lives and you know it's been really heartening on twitter um for people to go oh you know watching you push through and struggle i got a message today made me think no i'm just gonna write too so i thought oh that's cool you know it wasn't a wasted night of having being complete panic (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was considering my um lying about my word count in order mm. to beat Adrian. Mm. Um, but I wanted to be honest with people and, <laughs> uh, and say, you know, you can not make it and still be perfectly happy. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, some people would feel like they'd failed, right? They'd get to the end and go, oh, I only did half. I never do anything. I never finish anything and whatever. Whereas you can be, you can be just happy. You can be at peace with your mediocrity. Mm. Look, I think we had a good level. As you are, Tristan. A good balance. <laughs> I think we had a good balance here of being, you know, a little bit competitive, very supportive, 
banter, funny, but, you know, our hearts are in the good place. You know, we were all actually supporting each other. Three, even of, three of our hearts are in good place. Okay, three out of four. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of all those people that came on the journey with us, Danny, is it time to do a little shout-out to all these fabulous yes. people? I love it when you do the shout-out, Adrian. Oh, well, I will then. Okay, terrific. So look at these people. <laughs> this, is, this is good, actually. Uh, Paul Dalgano has... has is stuck on four forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> and he said, "I'm such a failure." And I said, "Dude, I can't believe that you failed so badly." Yeah. <laughs> so, congratulations to Paul and to Ewa Ramsey thirty eight thousand and ninety four. That's a huge effort as well. And as Tristan said, you know, that's thirty eight thousand that you wouldn't have had if you weren't part of this. That's right. That's right. Who else you got there, Danny? Ashley Meikle, uh, 50,151, and she's followed it. our journey the whole way. Mm, she's so been amazing. She, she was it. always going to make it, Meikle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon too. And uh, Nicole de Morton, who must be my spirit animal, she's on 50,004 because I did 50,003. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Nicole. That's uh, awesome. Word. awesome. Uh, Vanessa Smith, 48,643. So nice she's probably going to get there by now. Like by midnight, she'll get there. Just yeah, like she's, you, AB. she's doing what I'm doing. Uh, and Lauren Charter uh, is on 50,000. So Lauren smashed it. Well done, Lauren. That's awesome. Uh, and Lisa Conway, 52,000. Awesome yeah, she, work. She did good. Mm. Great. Well done. Uh, and our, our, our guests, we had Fleur Ferris. She got yes. 32K. Ooh, yeah. 32. Nice one, Fleur. And, you know, that will be the perfect first draft. So. I know. That is the I perfect know. first draft for a 50K. <laughs> she is Muriel Spa. 32 yep. is amazing. Yep. And Sarah Bailey, she got to 30. But, you know, she just finished a manuscript and she's awesome and she's happy with that, I reckon. <laughs> she should be happy with that. And congratulations to everyone. I mean, even if you just got, like, 10K down. I mean, you're 5K down. That's 5K you wouldn't have had before this. So well done yeah. to everyone and congratulations to everyone who got extra words down in NaNoWriMo and thank you for coming on the journey with us. And I have one last request before we say goodbye. Would you guys mind if we just chatted for the next two and three quarter hours so that AB doesn't get to 50,000? <laughs> I've taken on the responsibility because I thought, you know, I've got to push him through. <laughs> All right. I've still got to get a thousand down in two hours. So that's you can uh, do it, Adrian. We'll see. All right. Um, so I'm not going to put this episode out until tomorrow because I want to get to midnight. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to wait for you to finish 50k before no the pressure. episode goes out. <laughs> okay. So as people are hearing this, hopefully I've got to 50k. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> We'll all be waiting up, Adrian. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. I'll be clicking on. I'll be clicking on on the thing on Nano on Buddies. I'm always checking on you. We'll be waiting, <laughs> okay. waiting for our message. All right. I'm Thank you all work. very, very much for the this journey. Good luck, Adrian. I really am cheering you on. <laughs> In you. his own way. In your and, uh, reverse psychology yeah. way. But, but I, I agree. Thank you to everyone. It's been great fun. And I'm sure the listeners have enjoyed um, the trials and tribulations, but it, it's just been good fun having riding buddies to go along yeah. this journey with. And, yeah, as we said before, it wouldn't be amazing if they ended up somewhere. That would be fun to see. <laughs> it would be amazing. And, look, thank you, Adrian, for having the ID on November 1, so we couldn't do any planning. So <laughs> <laughs> All fair. Completely thank fair. You. But it was an excellent idea and we're like, oh, who can we get? And we thought of you guys straight away. So we thought we'd make a good team. And how right we were. Yep. Dream <laughs> team. And just before we go, I just want to tell you guys that this month, the podcast, I had another record number of plays this month. 
oh. in its, in its hey. life. So, Done, Danny. Yeah, so thanks for being part of that too. Let's talk about that for a couple of hours. No, I'm going to go. Please. Come on, guys. Don't go. Goodbye, everyone. I'm out of here. Right, right, right. See you, guys. Thanks for being part of it. And for the latest update, at 11.41pm on the 30th of November, Adrian Beck made it to 50,013 words.